Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Patient Convert podcast. We are talking reputation SEO, something that probably a lot of listeners are familiar with, but maybe not familiar with the term. And really excited to have Evan Steele from Raider 8, I've been a longtime partner, uh, referral partner for us, and I think best in class when it comes to healthcare focused reputation management. So, Evan, before we get started, a, thanks for coming on and B, kind of introduce yourself, a little bit of your background, what Raider A does, and then we'll kind of dive right into topic of reputation SEO. Yeah, I was a practice administrator for nine years. This goes back to the early 90s. Ended up writing, not by myself, but hiring a programmer and writing and creating an EHR program called SRS Health. I sold that company in 2012. At the time, we had about 5,000 doctors on the platform. And then a few years later, I started Raiderate, which is a healthcare-focused patient satisfaction and reputation management company. So today, you just fast forward through today, we have a bit over 10,000 practitioners on our platform in 49 of the 50 states. Sorry, Vermont. We're, we're waiting on, for our Vermont. first client in Vermont. <laughs> so it's, it's been a, a nice story and we provide you know, excellent tools for practices of all types and sizes to build their online reputation. Excellent. And kind of jumping right into the, like, what is reputation SEO? As I mentioned, I think as you explained it, most people will be familiar with it, but you're really kind of using that as the concept behind Google My Business, which is now Google Business Profiles and leveraging reputation to increase local SEO. Kind of walk us through what is that term reputation SEO kind of mean, especially as it relates to what Raider 8 provides for practices looking to kind of grow their visibility in search. So SEO is having your website and your pages come up high in search. Reputation SEO is just a natural extension of healthcare reputation management. It's deploying certain strategies so that you try to light up Google's algorithms so that when a patient's doing a local near me search, like best knee replacement surgeon near me or best family practitioner or best emergency room near me, Google will promote your listings for your practices your practice rather than your competitors. And that's known as the Google three pack. Again, if you search for best, whatever type of doctor near me, and you scroll down a little bit, you'll see Google recommends three practices. In my mind, that's Gold Coast real estate. Those three yeah. recommendations, people trust Google. Mm -hmm. And to the extent you could pop in those three recommendations with excellent online reputation, great reviews, high star rating, you're going to gain more patience, especially today where people are searching for care online than your competitors will. So that's what reputation SEO does. Excellent. And because everybody listening is familiar with Google business profiles and obviously their importance that it plays and the role that it has grown in, in terms of influencing search, kind of talk to us a little bit when you're looking at your Google business profile, whether you're starting out as a practice or you're a practice that's trying to grow their search visibility, what do you think are the biggest impacts over reputation SEO, kind of increasing your rankings and your Google business profile, that type of stuff. You know, Google is about content, right? They're scraping everything, scraping every page. They go through your website every single page, every few days. It's the same thing with your Google listings and also health grades and vitals and WebMD and Facebook. They're scraping everything. So it's that patient-generated content. So instead of having you, Justin, and your company write content, why not let your patients write content? So if you have about 300 reviews on your, let's say, main location office Google listing, and a lot of them mention, oh, I had a knee replacement surgery, or the doctors did great, I love the practice, 
Google knows that patients are talking about knee replacements in that review. So when a patient searches for best knee replacement surgeon near me, that listing is more likely to come up. So it's that patient-generated content that's used over and over again. It, you know, in the Google listings, like Raider to have testimonial widgets. So you put it right on the doctor's bio pages. So it's testimonials. That's right from the patient, right onto the doctor's bio pages. And that's dynamic content. So when Google scrapes you know, or crawls that doctor's bio page, it sees an ever-increasing list of testimonials, which means the page is being updated and Google's going to score that doctor's bio page higher in their algorithms. Raterade has its own review pages, right? So like a health grades, a WebMD page, we have our own Raterade verified review pages. So that's more content that's out there. So it's really amplifying and showcasing the patient's voice and which obviously helps with, you know, Google's algorithms and their likelihood to promote your practice in your listings. Yeah, absolutely. And that's really important. Like UGC, like you mentioned, user-generated or patient-generated content is really the name of the game for Google. And you've seen this shift as Google is trying to present more information, especially kind of with the rise of AI and the investment both by Google and being into AI, is they still have to rely on your website's content and user-generated content to be able to present the best search experience. And that's why it is so important. It's a huge thorn in the side still, and you know this way better than I do, of like, why do I, as a physician, have to worry about reputation, have to worry about a patient that had too long of a wait time leaving a low star review. And so they still try to ignore it. But the reality is Google can't like fully rely on what you say on your website as the best orthopedic practice in the area. They put that onus on the user. And if you're passive about it, then you're going to get passive reviews and passive reviews generally result in bad reviews. But at the end of the day, Google has to rely on people to present information that influences search results and do the work for them. And so you have to be proactive about what is out there and how you're garnering reviews because that's not going to change. And Google's just going to continue to shift more and more to front-facing search results, less reliance on websites, but that can never be taken out of it because they have to rely on the website to present information to a front-facing user. Correct. Yep. For reputation SEO to build that, and again, to maximize or light up Google's algorithms, mm -hmm. we look at something very simple, the four R's, right? It's reviews, ratings, recency, and responses. It's all content, right? First of all, from a review standpoint, if you don't do anything, just human nature, one star, unhappy, peeved patients are four more likely to go home and post a well, review. For sure. Yep. Yeah, then you're like, I go to the doctor. Oh, I love this doctor. The last thing on my mind is coming home yeah. and posting a review. But if I'm Not really upset, yourself for sure. Yeah. If I'm really upset before I come home and, you know, start checking my email, I'm going to post that one star review. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to make it super easy to have a patient post a review, which increases the number of five star ratings, which also increases the overall star rating. So the first thing is ratings. The first star is ratings. Get your star rating up to. 4.8 stars or higher. Over millions of reviews that Raterade has internally on our surveys and externally on Google, the average star rating is 4.86. So 4.8 is very easy to achieve. Yeah, That's ratings. Reviews is the number of reviews. Again, the more reviews, the more keywords, the more Google is going to pay attention to that listing. Recency is important. If Google sees that a review was posted a week ago or a few days ago, they're going to score that listing a lot higher than a stale listing where the last review was posted six or eight months ago. We see some listings where 
it'll say four years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Like a review yeah. was from four years ago. Yeah. So Google's not going to score that listing as high. And then also in, in Google's literature, they write about it, responses are important. So to the fourth R would be responsive. So you want to respond to all your patient reviews. And Google likes businesses that interact with and respond to patients, you know, and engage with patients or customers. So to the extent you respond, the higher you're going to appear in their algorithms. Yeah, exactly. And again, goes all back to that user-generated content. It's on both sides is having a dialogue and a conversation with the patient-generated content that shows that you're an engaged practice. It's just going to build authority and trust that you've got somebody that we can credibly return high based on their reputation, but also that they are obviously engaged with the people that are leaving these reviews on there. Correct. I'd like to talk to you a little bit, we kind of hit on it, but kind of where, which is obviously where we focus a lot at Entropy, more of the kind of traditional SEO avenues. That's like your on-page SEO, your content, those types of things, and kind of where the two intersect from the reputation SEO side of things and Google business profiles and looking at the website side and really what you can do on your website as things even move more toward, again, presenting information from a Google standpoint that will have rich snippets and everything where you may not even need to make it to the website. And so I'd like to talk a little bit about where those two intersect and why it is so critical to kind of play together, so to speak, for the benefit of a clinic and a practice, for sure. Mm -hmm. And what we see, and again, having worked time and time again, even side by side from a case study standpoint and watching what y'all are able to do in terms of just putting rocket fuel on these Google business profiles from a visibility and a reputation standpoint, is what we see on the other side is why content is so critical and how it plays into the reputation SEO side of things is the content expansion allows for further visibility and further impact over the reputation SEO side of things. And what I mean by that is your Google business profile is crawling your website time and again, and it's trying to find information that it can correlate to relevant searches to present your Google business profile. And if you are creating content around themes such as conditions and treatments, you're giving more content to your Google business profile that Evan has been talking about why it's critically important to build your reputation to present that Google business profile in other key search queries. And that's where it's really important. So you'll see them work kind of side by side. You'll have reputation growth will increase click throughs. You're going to increase your positioning. You're going to get more traffic to your website and you can talk. I'd love to hear it on the other side, Evan, in just a second what you're going to see from a kind of conversion rate carry through the higher the reputation that visibility is going to result in more patient appointments if you have like a three-star rating people clicking through your website are less likely to book than if you have like a 4.8 star rating even a referral situation but what you do is if you're an orthopedic group that has a hip page an e-page a back page those types of pages and that's it you may grow your reputation visibility but you're not going to be showing up for a lot of things. But if you go in and you build out a library of 40, 50, 60 strong treatment pages, all of a sudden, all that hard work that's done on the front facing side of your Google business profile, it's going to be ranking for five, 10, 15 times the amount of impressions and keywords that matter the most to the practice. Yeah. And that's really important. Go ahead, Evan. And I'd love to hear too, the kind of cause and effect that you can see as your reputation builds, even from a conversion standpoint, in terms of like getting more appointments out of the traffic that you're booking. Right. So, you know, we see it all the time. Google has their Google insights, 
which are, you know, just looks at each listing and exactly what's happening with each listing. You could download reports to an Excel file and really analyze it, but you do have to own the listing. So you got to claim yeah. it and own it. Yeah. But once you claim it and own it, you'll see that as you build your online reputation and add reviews, Google's promoting your listings more. So there's more listing views, you know, more eyes are on that listing and, and it's a win-win, right? More eyes on a higher, more higher quality listing with lots of, lots of reviews and high ratings, which turns into more website clicks, you know, clicks on the little website button, clicks on the call button, direction requests as patients might want to see where the practice is and how far of a drive it is. And it all leads to just greater patient acquisition. Not every practice does it, but a lot do where they track how new patients found out about the practice. Was it a PCP? Was it a referral from a friend? Was it online search with Google? And we've seen you know, some incredible results. You know, One orthopedic client in 10 months with Raterade has grown their new patient volume by 116%. That just has to do with the search patterns and the way people are looking for care. Interesting, I always say that in the old days, Maybe not for you, Justin, but for me. In the old days, you know, I would go to the PCP or a friend and get a recommendation for two or three doctors. I'd call them up and my main criteria, my only criteria is that social proof, that trust in those online reviews is going to drive me to the doctor with the higher reviews. So there's a lot of patients, especially the younger crowd now who are, or even the elderly, like my wife's mother, she'll get a couple of names of doctors, but it's her daughter, my wife, who will do the research online and pick the doctor for her based on the online reviews. So it's just you know, all these things with the views and the reputation SEO, they all translate into patient acquisition, new patient acquisition. And they're really, to that point, there's never been a greater time for this, like especially as marketers is fast, like kind of rewind looking five, seven, 10 years ago, like orthopedics, which we've talked about a lot today. It was almost an unheard of concept to think of going from like a 90-10 split of like self-referral to what was a referral dominated space and even having built our agency in that space 10 years ago. But nowadays, I mean, you're getting a 50-50 and that's a huge, huge shift from a consumer standpoint is all of a sudden, like you got 40% or more of your patient population that is doing exactly what you're talking about. They're going and they're researching, even if it is a referral cards in hand. And so there's never been a more important time, but honestly, a better time to kind of influence search to patient appointment experience through reputation because patients are shifting to self-referral, even if it is a PCP that refers them over, which is correct. huge. That's correct. Technology is a big piece of this. And there's still a lot of people kind of doing it the old school way or not doing it at all. And obviously you built a platform. And again, even going back to five to seven years ago, you really had a couple players in the game and there weren't a ton that really understood and really specifically focused into healthcare and the patient mm -hmm. journey. So how is technology really kind of winning, helping you win the reputation SEO game as a practice and making it easier to do so? Technology went from verbal cues, you know, please post a review, not very effective. A little bit of technology crept in with QR codes, right? So they'll hand out a business card or at the front desk, they'll give them a, a QR code that will link to a review site, either the practice or for the doctor. And again, that's a very low yield. The best thing to do is just completely automate the process, which means interface directly with the PM practice management or EHR system. So like rate to rate, we have about two thirds of the market for EMRs and PM systems we have partnerships with. So it's like, you know, Athena, ModMed, NextGen, 
Veridime, which was all scripts, Greenway, Epic, where you flip a switch, the data starts flowing and the review requests and surveys start flowing and going out. And then it becomes a numbers game. Since it's all automated and in real time, you send out 100 review requests, a certain amount are going to respond and a certain amount, we know, a certain amount are going to post that online review. And those numbers come out to be between, you know, 10 and 15 reviews, online reviews, non-rated rate reviews, online reviews per doctor mm -hmm. per month. So, you know, extrapolate over a year, it's well over 100 a doctor oh, yeah. a year, which is some great numbers. Yeah. And to that point, like I even had a lead call the other day and that's why it's so critical, I think, to go the route of automation because it is at the end of the day, a numbers game. And like this organization was in like the hair restoration space and they were like, try as we might. Nobody wants to like put a review out there because they had hair restoration. But again, mm -hmm. it's a numbers game is like, you're probably asking 10 people. And if you have a 5% result, you're maybe lucky to get one a month. And so you got to make that automated and not put that onus from a human perspective standpoint on like the checkout front desk. And we find that real time. So when a patient just leaves and they're in the parking lot and they have a review request on their cell phone, again, it's a numbers game. So real time is going to get you higher capture rates, conversion rates, then let's say a daily report once a day, once every two days or once a week. So it's just a numbers game and it, it all works very nicely, but the real-time automation is really the gold standard. And what I really like about kind of a plug here too, that we haven't even discussed, it's kind of outside of the reputation SEO conversation is another kind of unique thing about y'all's platform that we love is all of the other information that is critically helpful to a practice to continue to grow and provide top quality patient care that during the process that you can deliver to the practice, which I think is huge, like understanding wait times, bedside manners, all of these different things. Talk a little bit to that, because I think that's something that's kind of missed in the conversation that is hugely helpful if a practice pays attention to it. And oftentimes when we refer somebody, one of the things they love the most. You know, that goes back to a lot of marketers today. It's all about digital and ads and online reputation, but good old word of mouth, like, I love this doctor. You got to go see him. Huge. You know, that's oh, yeah. huge, right? That's excellent marketing. So you want to embrace the art of the warm welcome. A patient checks in. You want to make sure the check-in folks are doing a good job, greeting the patient, making them feel good and warm, like a five-star hotel would. Waiting room time. If they're going to wait an hour, you want to keep them informed of what's going on. Just like when you're waiting in the airplane, in the airport lounge, if a flight's delayed an hour or two hours, your blood starts boiling if you don't hear anything. If they give you updates every few minutes, 15, 20 minutes, you feel a little bit better about it, less anxious. And there are just myriad areas of the operation, you know, everywhere from like an orthopedics and x-ray techs, the clinical staff, to office cleanliness, to convenience of location. There's so many operational questions to ask patients, which we do in surveys, and then you need to benchmark it. Because I look at all the data and I want to know, I have 10 locations, which location has the lowest score vis-a-vis -vis the versus the benchmark for staff friendliness or check-in experience? And then right away, oh, that downtown office has a 4.62 versus my average of 4.8. I got to go talk to the front desk staff office manager and try to resolve and uh, come up with a plan to improve. So it's all about just identifying areas that need improvement, measuring, and then setting goals to improve. And then once you improve, the idea is that patients are going to have a higher level of satisfaction and they're going to tell their friends and post more five-star reviews online. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
And then again, kind of circling back around to what I mentioned earlier, because we've talked about reputation. We've even done webinars together on um, people listening to our podcast, obviously hear about me talk about some of the technical aspects of SEO, but kind of as we move through the conversation, I wanted to circle back to, they really support each other um, reputation SEO and traditional SEO just so beautifully, especially with all the shifts that we've had. And I really wanted to kind of reiterate that one more time is if you're looking kind of strategy wise at your marketing strategy, and you're looking at what do we need to do to grow? You really need both of these components um, to grow quickly. When you attach them together, that's really when you see even more accelerated growth because reputation is going to just skyrocket all of the things that we've talked about, your positioning for Google, your Google business profiles, your visibility, your clicks to your website, your carry through from a patient acquisition standpoint, but it also having traditional SEO and building that content out is going to exponentially accelerate that visibility, but it's also going to have a direct cause and effect to even improving your ads outcomes. Because when we as marketers have somebody like Raider 8 come in and then generate a thousand reviews, you're going to see a direct correlation in map-based search ads and just your search ads in general performing a whole lot better in terms of your outcomes for cost per lead and cost per acquisition. So there's just so many ripple effects that happen when you pair these two things together. And then I wanted to talk about tracking. That's obviously a really big thing. You've hit on it a little bit, but in all of this, Obviously, the kind of holy grail is what is the cause and effect? What are the KPIs that we can look at? And how do we best evaluate the investment that we're making into whatever marketing strategy it is? So I'd love to hear, because I can talk a little bit to what we do on our side, actually, even when we work together to track some of this. But I'd love to hear about what you guys from a platform perspective are looking at and paying attention to and can show a client working with Raider 8 in terms of tracking this growth. So believe it or not, Google actually takes into account and scrapes and understands the online review sites, other online review sites like HealthGrades, Vitals, WebMD, even Raider 8's review sites. You'll see it in the Google listing, there's a reviews from the web and Google's reporting and pulling data from other review sites. So, you know, Google is the brand, the ubiquitous brand. It, it, it comes up first on search. So that's the most important. But if a patient sees the 4.8 stars on Google and they start looking on the left side of the search and they see 3.8 or 3.5 on vitals and hardly mm -hmm. plus and Google sees that that's going to impact your reputation SEO. And it's also going to impact the perception that the patient has of the practice because patients tend to just kind of look for bad things if all they see is good things online. So you want to create a balanced online reputation. So we have various reports and views where you could kind of we look at the whole holistically, the whole online reputation for the doctor's personal listings, and doctors have personal listings for the multiple offices in which they practice. There's the practices location listing. There's the secondary review site, HealthGrades, Vials, WebMD, Facebook listings. And we try to find out where the holes are. So when a patient clicks the button that says, you know, rate my experience, we route the patient to the correct review site or the review site that needs the review the most at that moment. We vet also the need against the practice's goal. So some practices might say health grades is big in our market. It's bigger than vitals. So they'll set goals like higher star rating and higher number of reviews for health grades versus vitals. Well, WebMD might be important in a market. So we could weight that review site heavier. So it's just an automated algorithm that just kind of calculates everything and efficiently routes the patient to the right review site to build a very balanced online reputation. We call that pollinate, like a bee pollinates the flowers. 
you'll see a B all over our website. Our B, you know, our algorithm pollinates the various review sites. And then, you know, we integrate now with Tableau, which is a business intelligence report owned by Salesforce. And all of our reports are in Tableau and you could, there's just beautiful visualizations of what's going on with the practices, both internal reviews and online reputation. Excellent. And that is another key thing we didn't even really hit on is citation management, physician listings management. It was really kind of all the rage even three to five years ago. And then there was such a huge shift to just Google business profile is it. It carries all of the weight and then so much changing and even kind of the SERP results and what you would see even from directory listings of like health grades and vitals that you don't see as much anymore. And I think it kind of got pushed to the wayside and we've even kind of refocused on that. Now it all pushes through Google business profiles, which is everything we've talked about, but it's still really critical to make sure as a physician or as a location that you have your directory listings and citation listing house in order. I don't know if we need to go as far as used to be, whereas like three, four, 500 different listings, but you need to have your top ones because they do have influence over your Google business profile. They do send ranking signals. And to your point, Evan, they still do have visibility. I mean, especially if you're doing brand level or physician level searches, they're going to be there. They're going to be presented right next to your Google business profile, especially if you're on a desktop or laptop. Don't overlook it. It's really gotten kind of pushed all the way down in terms of importance, but I think it's definitely still there. Mm -hmm. On our end too, another recommendation that we have in terms of tracking, which is so simple in and of itself is good old school UTM tracking, GA4. And what I mean by that is your Google business profile has a website button that Evan mentioned earlier, which most everybody's familiar with. You can put some really, just create some really simple template structures for tracking website visitors through GA4 that are coming from your Google business profile. And why you wanna do that is your Google business profile it used to only show you a rolling 28 day window. Now you can manipulate the data a little bit more, but it's never going to give you as good a historical reporting data as GA4 will. And the beauty of GA4 is you have conversion tracking. So really simplistically, you can create a campaign that houses all of your Google business profiles, and then you just name them as such, whether it's the provider's name or it's the location name, and then you can just simply watch the growth. You can watch month over month, week over week, year over year, traffic growth to the website from your Google business profiles that will more than likely correlate to the growth and reviews. And with that too, once they come to the website is they check out, say, fill a contact form out, you can track that conversion. And then it's really black and white as a marketer saying, we've watched the reputation grow through working with Raider 8. And as a result of that, not only has traffic grown and we can look at that data over a long period of time and benchmark against it, but we can see conversions from contact forms and other things. And so that's, I think, a very simple, but really overlooked way on our end to gain insights past even what Raider 8 is showing you. That's just kind of as plain Jane as can be in terms of going back mm -hmm. to UTMs. So kind of as we wrap up, why don't you tell us how people that are listening today can get a demo of Raider 8 find out more information, get connected with you maybe on LinkedIn. And obviously before you even do that, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on, being a trusted referral partner of ours over all of these years. And again, as the host, I cannot recommend them more. Go check out Raider 8. But Evan, as we wrap up, kind of tell everybody how they can go get a demo of y'all's platform. Yeah, just uh, info at Raider8.com. You could email us. You could go to Raider8.com website. There's a uh, schedule a demo, more information links throughout. One thing I we do is in that, 
Tableau BI reporting, we have something called a reputation SEO scorecard that does look at the four R's of all of your listings. Google, HealthGrades, Vitals, WebMD will put all the URLs in for you. We have a team that does that. This is no cost. And it scrapes and analyzes every single listing for you know the number of reviews, the ratings, the recency, and the responses. And we give you a score, like a report card, A minus, B plus, a C minus. There's like a first step. There's just know where you are and how's your reputation SEO. And we'll point out the exact areas where you could improve. So feel free to reach out. We'd love to have one of our solution consultants review your reputation SEO audit with you. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Evan. And for everybody listening, we'll have all of that information in the show notes as well. And I appreciate you, as always, for listening to another episode of Patient Expert Podcast, and we will see you next time. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify, or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks. Check out my website, kellynott.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, my online physician liaison training course, Physician Liaison University. And as always, I'm a huge believer in connecting, engaging, and supporting one another. And the best way we can do that is networking. And I always, always connect with you guys on social media. And one of my biggest social media platforms is LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with me there on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter at Kelly Knott. And thank you guys again for listening to the Patient Convert Podcast with your host, Kelly Knott.